Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. With another episode of Live on Purpose Radio, we really get to do some expanding today. I've got Amy Wanninger with me. She is an expert on networking. And I'm, I'm saying that very intentionally because what I've learned about you so far, Amy, is that you have this perspective that we get to expand our life. That's why the shrink quick spend your life is right here. We get to expand it through connecting, particularly with people who are different. That is correct. And I love your tagline because I talk about in my programs that we kind of conspire against ourselves to make our world smaller and smaller and smaller by picking experiences that reinforce our values. And our values are informed by the identities that we get based on how other people treat us. And, you know, then we choose how, who we relate to and with based on, you know, those identities and those values. And so everything just makes our world tinier, tinier, tinier. And it's not until we realize that we're putting ourselves in this little tiny hole that we start to kind of expand and reach out and get bigger and Mm -hmm. pull in more perspectives and think about things a little bit differently. And really, you know, I talk about leadership as, you know, I can make good choices for me all day long. That's not leadership. Leadership is about listening to as many perspectives as you can and making the best decision for as many people as possible. That's the kind of leader people want to follow. I got into the same trap. <laughs> I think I think we all do, really. We all do, yeah. I'm talking about a time, this was over a decade ago, Amy, when I was in a position of uh, wanting to expand, but my strategy for that was to associate with like-minded people. Now, you've probably heard that phrase before. And Absolutely. that's That sounds so nice. You know, I get to hang out with people who think like I do. The problem was that, like you were saying, that narrowed me down into a place where I was, yes, very comfortable. But you know what? As a shrink, I'm not a big fan of comfort. (laughs) Probably not learning a whole lot if everybody is another Dr. Paul Jenkins, right? Right. And if we're all exactly the same, then... One of us is unnecessary. Pretty much. And it's easy, though, to get into that trap, isn't it? Because we like to have that sense of, oh, you and I are very similar. And and that feels good. It's also limiting. It absolutely is. And I think what the scary thing about this is, Dr. Paul, is that a lot of people, almost everyone I've ever met when I'm doing these programs and talking about this, They say, no, I don't do that. But the Mm -hmm. fact is you're making these choices without realizing you're making them. And so what happens is unless you intentionally make a choice on purpose to do something you wouldn't normally do, you won't. Mm. And so I talk about, you know, have to 
really think about, okay, what are my defaults and why are those my defaults? And if you're choosing your default, that's okay, but know that you're doing it. Right. And don't make it the only thing you do. Hmm. So I want to help people make decisions on purpose. Well, you're speaking my language, Amy. You know what? We get, we get programmed and it is not our fault, right? I mean, we get programmed with a language, with a culture, with beliefs, with uh, perceptions that we don't even see. And I often say to my clients, until you see it as a choice, it's not. That's right. And you're talking about this applies to how we interact with and connect with other people as well. Absolutely. It's not just about how we see ourselves. And I tell people too, you often have to see yourself differently if you want to see other people in a new way. Mm. And sometimes that's the scariest part is to question, you know, every, we all think we're good people, but what does that mean? Mm. And to really get outside of that and, and really explore, like, does that mean that I'm polite? Does it mean that I give all my money to charity? Does it mean that I hold the door for people? Or does it simply mean like, I don't punch anybody in the face? Like there's this wide range of what good person means, depending on where you are and who you're with and, and how you grew up. And so, you know, typically when we say, oh, I met so-and-so and they seem really nice. What we mean is they conform to the social norms to which we are ourselves accustomed, right? They didn't violate any of my expectations. <laughs> exactly. And that's not always the definition of, of nice or a good person, right? You yeah. can have good people who are vastly different from us who just come at things from a different direction. And that's okay too. Right. There's such a richness that is available to us, but we don't even see it. I yeah. think you mentioned this just a minute ago, Amy, when you, when you said... We, do, we don't even know, really, what we're missing. And so we invite ourselves to, to stretch. I like this word, stretch, you know, get outside of our comfort zone enough to see something that we had never even seen before. Absolutely. So, you know, I know you're in the psychology field, and I love Rorschach tests. Oh, Yeah. And what I've come to realize is that every single thing in the world is a Rorschach test, right? We don't see what's in front of us. We see what we're putting into what's in front of us. For those of you who aren't sure what a Rorschach test is, (laughs) Herman Rorschach, a century ago at least, developed what we sometimes refer to as the inkblot test. And that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, vocabulary alert. Yeah, I've got one here somewhere <laughs> on my They're shelf. I won't to bother make. to pull it out right now, but it's a real thing. It we is, but it's true. And it's but everything is like that, right? stimulus. So I think I know where you're going with this because it's an ambiguous stimulus. It's a blot of ink that's been smeared on a piece of paper. And you have to use the actual ones that are printed in Bern, Switzerland. Anyway... <laughs> It's all very controlled, you know, how the psychological testing world is. But they're just ink blots. <laughs> and your mind projects onto that whatever your belief system 
directs you to project onto it. So people see different things in the ink block. And that's kind of where I think you were going with it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So when we look at other people, when we look at events, when we look at experiences, you know, heaven knows when we watch the news, right? We see in that what we're bringing to it so much more than we're seeing what it is. And I think when we can recognize that we're all doing that, um, it becomes really, um, it becomes a lot easier to relate to other people. And I'll give you just a quick example. So there's, without getting into any copyright violations, you know, there's a a pretty major uh, theme park chain in the United States that has a lot of layers to the experience if you go there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can, I know people who will go there for a whole week and do nothing but watch parades. And I know people that will go there for a whole week and do nothing but ride rides. Some people will go there for a whole week and do nothing but meet characters. And Mm -hmm. if you're one of the ride enthusiasts, you may not even know that those character meet and greets exist. Right. And if you're a character meet and greet kind of person, you may not have any idea that the parades are going on at one and three and five and seven and nine Mm o'clock. Right. Because you're there looking for a certain thing. And if you think about how you navigate through your world, you're pretty much doing the same thing every day, right? You're looking for certain things right. and this whole world around you. Mm-hmm. I can tell Amy that we are going to transition this conversation into, so what are we going to do about this? Yeah. And you coach and train and speak about this all the time. I do. We've got a couple of minutes before we get into our break Get us started on that. Where do we start? So I have a three-step process for breaking out of your behavior patterns, of your unconscious bias patterns. Okay. Okay. So step number one is to notice yourself. Put yourself on notice. Okay. So you just notice what what your responses are. Notice what you notice. Notice how you feel. Take time to name your feelings. And then think about what are the identities or experiences or values or perceptions of other people that are driving how I'm feeling right now. Is there an identity I'm protecting? Is there a value that I'm trying to assert in this situation that's making me feel anxious or excited or afraid? And if you can get to the point where you just notice so many of your biases will just completely lose their power over you. Just being aware of it. Just being aware of it. Because you'll laugh at yourself. You'll think this is silly. I Why should I be uncomfortable talking to this person just because they're a foot taller than I am or, you know, six inches mm. shorter than I am or, you know, because maybe they have, you know, an eye that doesn't focus and you never, you know, you have to pick an eye and, Like if you really think about like, why is this a problem? It's not an interpersonal problem. It's not a problem between you and the other person. It's a problem between your left ear and your right ear. You're struggling with and just noticing it and realizing it kind of makes it go away. Isn't that interesting? That fits right along with what I said earlier about until you see it as a choice, it's not. That's right. Because you just run with your programming. Yeah. Are you ready for step two? Yeah, go for it. Observe the responses of other people. So when you start to notice your own responses, now you can start to look around you and build a database of Mm -hmm. different responses in your head, right? And then you can think about, well, what are the values that's driving 
that person's response? What identities might they be protecting? Mm -hmm. What are the judgments or beliefs that they bring to this experience that I don't know about yet? And when you build this database over time, it prepares you for step three. And step three is to press your pause button. Uh Everybody has a pause button Uh right under their nose. It's called your filtrum. And that's it. That's the filtrum. It's this little divot. So the folks on Facebook can see this. The little divot right under your nose. It's called a filtrum. And you probably don't give yours a whole lot of thought. But if you put your finger there for just a moment, it makes you look like you're really thinking hard. And it gives you just a moment before you open your big fat mouth to go through that database and find the best response for the situation so that you don't say something offensive or look like an idiot or overstate your case. Those are some powerful steps. They can make a huge difference. As, as we come back from this break, I think we can dig even a little deeper into that. But mm-hmm. Amy, you've set this up beautifully to open us up to a richness that we may not have even known existed as we connect with the other our other human beings on the planet. Oh, I sure hope so. Oh, fun. Awesome. Folks, this is Amy Waninger. 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 See, I knew that I would probably mispronounce your name. That's okay. This is Amy Waninger at Live On Purpose Radio today. We'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Amy Wanninger at Live On Purpose Radio. Amy, I love the way this is developing. Thank you. This is, you gave us three steps before the break. And step one was really be more self-aware. Mm-hmm. Put yourself on notice. And observe. It's okay to observe yourself. Yes. You, you are a very curious, strange animal. <laughs> and, and it's fascinating. Me personally or everyone is? I mean, you with a capital Y. Okay. <laughs> we all are, aren't we? We all are. I look at myself sometimes and I'm like, what? This is weird. But enjoy that and embrace it and, and observe. And then your second step has to do with awareness of others. Because mm-hmm. you're not the only person on the rock. And not everybody thinks like you. And this is good news. So notice how other people and observe them. They're fascinating creatures as well. And then your third step was just simply push that pause button, that filtrum. A lot of people don't even know what that part of their body is because we skip that when we're talking to little kids. Where is your eyes? 
<laughs> Where's your philtrum? I think I'm going to teach my kids that. A little divot. My wife is a speech language pathologist. Oh. She always includes larynx. Larynx is a good one. When we're coaching the grandbabies. So push the pause button, try it under your nose and right above your lip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stick your finger right there to remind you to just pause and go through your database. This is already really powerful. Amy, I'm not even sure what else you can give us for the second half. Oh, I got a ton of stuff. Yes, you do. (laughs) And you gave me a heads up that there are some very um, specific connections we may want to consider. Can you lead us into that? I absolutely can. So I tend to focus on leaders and not just leaders at the top of an organization, but leaders no matter where they are. So the company, my company is called Lead at Any Level for just that reason, because I think that every single one of us, no matter what our job title is, no matter how much money we make, no matter what kind of desk we sit at or what kind of job we do, I think we all have the capacity to be leaders and inclusiveness is an important component of that. Now, I've created, because I, I tend to work with people who are aspiring to leadership roles or emerging as leaders in their careers or companies that want to, you know, kind of boost this um, diverse leadership pipeline in their organizations. Right. And so I tend to focus on career aspects of things. And so if I take what we just talked about and I kind of move that into your career, I want to talk about five critical connections for your career. Okay. Because networking needs to be on purpose. All of your decisions need to be on purpose. And so I call this model network like a champ. Uh. I'm a word nerd and I love acronyms and I love things that spell things and fun word puzzles. And champ happens to have five letters. Five letters and they're five critical connections for your career. So here they are. Are you ready? Yeah. C is for customer or constituent. So if you are in a business role, no matter what your job is, if you're HR, if you're IT, if you are, you know, the person behind the desk, whoever you are in your career, if you, if you work for a company that has customers, that people come in and give you money for a product or service, you need to know one of your customers, preferably more, but let's start with one by name. You need to be able to have lunch with this person. You need to be able to talk to them and get an outsider perspective of your company and of your industry so that you know what you're working for. Mm. Whatever whatever cog you are in that machine, you need to understand how it serves that customer. Right. That's how you innovate. Okay. And if if you are in like a government agency or something like that, you have constituents, same idea. You got to serve somebody, right? Right. Is it Bob Dylan that said that? And well, they're so, the ones that define you as a leader. Right. If you don't have customers or constituents, then you're not a leader. That's right. And if you don't have customers or constituents, you probably don't even have a job yet because right. it's not going to last very long without money coming in. Or you haven't had any kids yet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this applies. I, I threw that in, Amy, because I think that the principles we're talking about here apply to many roles where we might show up as a leader. So. Absolutely. Thank you. So, okay, so we got C. That's the first letter of CHAMP. The next letter is H, and that stands for hire or help get a job. So who have you hired or helped get a job in the last two to three months? And if the answer is no one, then you need to start networking more because you probably know, even if you don't hire people, 
You hmm. probably know a hiring manager, you know a recruiter, you know somebody who's looking for work, you know somebody with a help wanted sign up in their storefront. And if you can connect somebody to gainful employment or to the next big thing in their career, you have just made a friend for life. Mm. Now, I was going to call this the referral, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to network like a cramp. Uh, yeah, doesn't fit the acronym. It doesn't fit the acronym. So we're going with hire or help get a job. I love the feel of that, Amy, because it has to do with focusing on what that person needs and using your own sweet skills and your relationship capital to make that connection. That's right. And we hear so much, especially in business right now, we hear so much about, well, women and people of color are over-mentored and under-sponsored. But I've never heard anybody else have a conversation about sponsoring other people. We talk about you need to find sponsors because sponsors help you get jobs. Well, uh, sponsors Mm. help you get promoted and they help you get opportunities. But here's the thing. If you know somebody who can hire somebody else, you can be a sponsor to someone. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a tremendous amount of goodwill in your network. Right. Yes. And that's what everybody else in the networking world is looking for. And imagine how much they're going to love you if you say, I have that. I love this about life. I think one of the sweetest compensations is that the best way to get what you want is to help somebody else get what they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. All right. So that's two of five. Are you ready? That takes us to A. A. A is for an associate. So an associate is someone who is a lot like you in terms of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So not your boss, not somebody that reports to you, not an executive in your company, but really somebody at your same level. And it doesn't have to be somebody in your same organization. It can be somebody else, somewhere else, in a completely different kind of industry or job function or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it has about the same level of responsibility that you have. Okay. This person makes for a good pacing partner. They make for a good soundboard. And sometimes you just really need to go out and have a cup of coffee or maybe something a little stronger after work. Mm. This is a good person to do that with. You kind of create this cone of silence, circle of trust, and you can kind of, you know, vulnerable, kind of let go a little bit of some of the, some of the being on from being at work. This is, this is the power of the mastermind. uh, Absolutely. Where you, you align with other people who can, they're not too far ahead of you. They're not, lagging behind you. They're about where you are and you can really connect with them and it makes it so much less lonely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which the world of leadership can be a lonely place. Absolutely can. Yes. Mm, Love it. So that's associate. Yes. So the next one in champ is M and M is for mentor. And a mentor is someone who is at least five minutes ahead of you in your career (laughs) and can tell you where not to step. And sometimes that's all you need is a don't step there. Right. From somebody who (laughs) maybe I already stepped in that. Right. Or saw somebody step in it and you don't want any part of that. So anybody that's a little bit ahead of you that can guide you and it doesn't have to be a formal mentorship program. It can be somebody that you look up to and respect. Now, my advice is if you have somebody like that in your life, Tell them because they need to know that they have that impact on you. 
Yes. They're human beings too. They are. And it brings so much meaning to them to know that they've influenced you in a positive way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if they've invested in you, they need, you know, it's good to give them something back and that makes them feel really good. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Now, I I was doing a training recently where I showed a little video clip of the world record for the mile run. And it's crazy fast. It's unbelievable. And, and in this race, there were two pace setters people who had actually qualified for the race, but they were there for the sole purpose of keeping the pace on track for a world record. And when I think about mentors, that's what I'm, I'm thinking of. And these two people didn't finish the race. They were simply there to set the pace for the first couple of laps. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the world record holder went on to uh, complete the record. And he did it as in a team with his mentors Mm-hmm. or those pace setters that went out before him. Yeah. Not to mention the coaches on the sidelines, right? It takes a whole team. Oh, exactly. It yes. takes a whole team. And so when we think about, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about you need your own personal board of directors. Mm. Well, that's where your mentor network comes in. You can have a mentor for every aspect of your career or life that you want to grow in. And right. you don't keep them forever, right? You maybe need maybe need a little help in you know, one aspect and then, you know, you kind of get where you want to go there and then you look for a a mentor to, to help you with a different aspect. I mean, does this include paid mentors? Absolutely. And I'll even go further. The, think about the podcasts that you listen to, who you follow on social media, what magazines do you read? What authors do you read? Um, You know, whose perspectives are you getting? Because if you're learning from that person on a regular basis, whether it's face-to-face or it's kind of a a broadcast sort of thing like your podcast, Dr. Paul, Mm -hmm. that still counts because you're still learning, right? And so you can, and I love the, the phrase readers or leaders, because when you read, you can pick your mentor from all of human history. Right. Some of the most brilliant minds that have hit the planet. Yes. Oh, I love it. We've still got a P to cover before we wrap up. All right. P is for protege. So now it's your turn to pay it forward. Oh. And I don't care where you are in your career. If you have done nothing but graduate high school, guess what? There are people who haven't figured that out yet. Uh Uh-huh. There are people in prisons who need help staying out of prison, who need somebody to show them how to adopt the values and norms of society so that they can be meaningfully employed and stay out of the prison system. We have in the United States the highest per capita prison population in the world. So if the only two things you know how to do are graduate from high school and stay out of prison, guess what? You got a ton of opportunity in the United States to mentor someone. Now, most of us have gotten a little further than that, right? So most of us have figured out something else. Go to colleges, go to boys and girls clubs, go to after-school programs, go to the internship program at your workplace, talk to somebody about mentoring a new hire where you work. Um, If you're a new manager, find an aspiring manager and mentor them. If you're an executive, find an aspiring executive. Every single one of us has the capacity to teach someone else something. Mm. Yes. 
you know what? I'm feeling kind of like I do when I go to a National Speakers Association meeting where you and I are both members. Yes. And I feel like I'm holding a little Dixie cup under a waterfall. (laughs) And I realized at some point, hey, you know what? All I'm responsible for is my Dixie cup. That's right. So I one thing. things, Amy, but you've got some other things to offer too. I and do. You've, you've generously offered for our listeners that there's an ebook that you can make available to them. How do we get connected with that? So I will give you a link, Dr. Paul, on your website for your show notes. Yeah, we'll put will... it in the description. Perfect. And if you go to leadatanylevel.com mm-hmm. forward slash Dr. Paul, all but, one word. Remember? Forward slash Dr. Paul. You can sign up to get a free ebook. And it's just, it's excerpts from my book, Network Beyond Bias Making Diversity a Competitive Advantage for Your Career. Oh. And yeah. if you download that ebook, you get another little surprise in your inbox in a couple of days. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Of course. Oh, and for everything that you've shared here today, we could go on for an hour, I'm sure. I'd love to come back. Well, we just might do that. Well, okay. If you guys are are liking what you're hearing, connect with Amy. Lead at any level.com. You can do a little forward slash Dr. Paul, and there's a special offer there for you. Amy, thank you for being here at Live On Purpose Radio today. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was so much fun. Thank you. Everybody, take your little Dixie cup, whatever you caught in it, and it's time to go live on purpose. Purpose.